Written in the book of Acts, chapter 16, verses 16 to 34. Once when they were going to the place of prayer, we, met, uh, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit by which she predicted the future. She earned a great deal of money for her owners by fortune-telling. This girl followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, These men are servants of the Most High God, who are telling you the way to be saved. She kept this up for many days. Finally, Paul became so troubled that he turned round and said to the spirit, In the name of Jesus Christ, I command you to come out of her. At that moment, the spirit left her. When the owners of the slave girl realized that their hope of making money had gone, they seized Paul and Silas and dragged them into the marketplace to face the authorities. They brought them before the magistrates and said, These men are Jews and are throwing our city into an uproar by advocating customs unlawful for us Romans to accept or practice. The crowds joined in the attack against Paul and Silas, and the magistrates ordered them to be stripped and beaten. After they had been severely flogged, they were thrown into prison, and the jailer was commanded to guard them carefully. Upon receiving such orders, he put them in the inner cell and fastened their feet in the stocks. About, at about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the other prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. At once all the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose. The jailer woke up and when he saw the prison doors open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself because he thought the prisoners had escaped. But Paul shouted, Don't harm yourself, we are all here. The jailer called for lights, rushed in and fell trembling before Paul and Silas. He then brought them out and asked, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? They replied, Believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved, you and your household. Then they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all the others in his house. At that hour of the night, the jailer took them and washed their wounds. Then immediately he and all his family were baptized. The jailer brought them into his house and set a meal before them. He was filled with joy because he had come to believe in God, he and his whole family. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel is written in the 17th chapter of the Gospel according to St. John, beginning at the 20th verse. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one, I in them and you in me. May they be brought to complete unity, 
to let the world know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to thee, O Christ. Brothers and sisters, let's, let's pray as we begin the sermon. Heavenly Father, as we come to, to look at these words of our risen Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, as we come to look at this prayer of his for his church, we pray that you would move our hearts. We pray that you would help us to understand. Pray, Father, that you would help us to know the, the glory that belongs to us because we belong to Jesus. And so fill us with thankfulness to you, Lord, with love for each other and with bright hope for the future. And we pray all this for the glory of your name. Amen. Picture yourself on the holiday that you've always dreamt of. Imagine you finally had that opportunity to visit the, the island in the sun that you've always dreamt of with the beautiful, glorious sand, a gentle breeze, the water is still and perfect. And you think back to the um, people back home, maybe someone you love that's back home, and you think, I'll write them a postcard. And as you start writing, what are the words that come naturally to mind when you're writing to someone you love? People from all over the world write back, I wish you were here. I just wish you were here to enjoy what I have here together with me. When you love somebody, you long and delight to enjoy the very best that you have together with them. In this amazing prayer of the Lord Jesus in, in the gospel today, we see the Lord Jesus praying for his church, praying for the people that will believe in him through the message of the apostles. And his prayer for them is amazing. He's praying just before um, dying for our sins and rising again to glory. And his prayer is, Father, I want them to share all of that glory together with me. All that I have, all that I am, I want them also to share it. key to the the verses is found in that phrase, them also. It appears in verse 21, may they also be in us. And again in verse 24, Father, I want those you have given me, I want them also to be with me where I am. Jesus longs to share that glory, all of his glory, with us, his people. 
I wonder what you think the greatest glory is. I wonder what you think the greatest gift that the Lord Jesus died to give us is. Well, Jesus in these verses spells out what the greatest blessing he gives us is. The greatest blessing is that Jesus himself comes to live in us. The greatest blessing is that Jesus himself lives in us. Look at verse 21. The Lord Jesus prays that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you, may they also be in us. Verse 22 I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one, even as we are one, I in them, and you in me. Verse 26, I have made you known to them, and will continue to make you known, in order that the love you have for me may be in them, and that I myself may be in them. Jesus came to share his very life with us. Just as the Father is in the Son. Throughout the Gospel, we have seen how Jesus reveals the Father. He speaks the words of the Father. He does the works of the Father. He lives in the Father, and the Father lives in him. Now Jesus prays that he would live in us. The Lord Jesus gave the best illustration of this truth a couple of chapters before when he says to his disciples, I am the vine and you are the branches. The Lord Jesus will live in his followers by his spirit. He himself will live in us. That is the greatest glory of the gospel. that The Lord Jesus came that we might share his life, that he might live in us. Not only that he might live in us now by his spirit, but he also prays in verse 24 that we might share heaven with him as well, that we might see him in heaven. He prays, Father, I want those you have given me to be with me where I am and to see my glory The Lord Jesus came from heaven, came to die for our sins, and returned to heaven, taking with him his people, us, his precious bride, to be with him forever. These are amazing verses, an amazing prayer for our Lord Jesus, the Son of God, to pray before his crucifixion and resurrection. And it's no, it's no mere postcard with an empty, I wish you were here. This is the prayer of the Son of God to his Father. His Father who has loved him, as it says here, before the creation of the world. There is nothing more certain in the whole universe than this prayer becoming a reality. And by his Spirit, the Lord Jesus does live in us. As Paul says, by faith, I no longer live But the Lord Jesus lives in me. And the Lord Jesus is certainly leading his people to heaven to be with him forever. 
three ways that I think this should change our lives this Sunday morning. Firstly, of course, it should lead us to follow him with thankfulness. The Lord Jesus, the Son of God, says, I myself will be in you. How often we catch ourselves grumbling or complaining or or wishing, if only I was as successful as that person on TV, um, then perhaps then I would, I would, be, I would be somebody. I, my life would have meaning. Um, Church of Christ, we have been given riches beyond compare. The Lord Jesus lives in us. He says, I myself will be in you. How easy it is to catch ourselves thinking, if only I was as beautiful or as attractive as that person on TV, then I might be something. Church of Christ, we have been given the beauty with which there is nothing else to compare in the whole of the universe. The living God has come to live in us. There is no accolade, no prize or beauty or glory that can compare even remotely with this. The Lord Jesus says, I myself will be in you. Secondly, of course, this should lead us to love each other. The Lord Jesus living in each of us has made us one body and we are to provide and care for each other so that there should be no need among us not met. How can we look down on each other? How can we look down on anyone when the Lord Jesus has taken up residence in them? The Lord Jesus has taken up residence in old and young, in rich and poor, and weak and strong. How can we look down on anyone when the Lord Jesus has taken up residence in them and lifted them so high? How can we hold a grudge against anyone? The Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus hasn't been ashamed to forgive them, hasn't been ashamed even to take up holy residence within them. Will you hold a grudge against them? It is as we forgive each other and love each other, and as Paul says, as we keep the unity of the body through the bond of peace, it's then that his church will be a wonderful witness to the world around. As it says in verse 23, then the world will know you, will know that you sent me and have loved them even as you have loved me. It's as we love each other as one body that the world will see that Jesus is the son of the living God and that we are his precious bride. And lastly, this amazing prayer of Christ should fill us with great hope. For who can stop it coming true? Who can stop the prayer of the almighty son of God as he says, I want you to be where I am, to see my glory. What trouble in our lives can shake this prayer? If you lose your job, we still have the, the words of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to be where I am in glory. If someone close to us lets us down and hurts us, hear these words of our Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to be with me in glory. 
There is no sin or sadness or sickness or even death that can shake the glory of this prayer. As Jesus says, I want you to be with me where I am and to see my glory. This prayer should fill us with great hope. So to sum up, in this prayer we see the mission of our Lord Jesus Christ, that he came from heaven to win himself a bride, to win us to himself and to return with us to glory in heaven, to share all of that glory with us, to share himself with us, to share his life with us, to share heaven with us. Let us this morning follow him with great thankfulness, with love for each other, and with excitement and hope that all of us together will one day see him and enjoy that glory when he comes again. Amen.